If you haven't taken your communion, then take it now. And just to God, we thank you for your love that never ends. We receive it, we acknowledge it, and we stand in your love this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said before, it's a um, great privilege to have Pastor Steve Blake here with us this morning. I've known Steve for at least 15 years now, and like I said, I've been on mission trips with him in other parts of the world, and um, he does a great, him and Helen had up a great ministry, and with his boys as well, his family, um, doing a great job in um, reaching the nations, and it's a great honor and privilege to have Steve with us this morning. Steve always brings a word that I think is in season and timely, not only when he preaches, but whenever I catch up with him, he's someone that I listen to and respect and let speak into my life. And his words have weight and have value. And the thing I, about love, I love about Steve as well is he's just a great guy. He's a good bloke. He loves um, his cars, don't you, Steve? And his fishing and boat. Do you get out on that boat much? Not enough. But I just like um, being in his company and his presence. So it's a great honor and privilege to have him at Real Life. So why don't we give him a great welcome and stand and welcome him as he comes to preach this morning. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Lottie. Praise the Lord. Since I was here last, um, uh, Lottie and Loz have been uh, inducted here as senior pastors of the church, and I praise the Lord for that. We've had some great talks together through that process and um, really walked it together quite an amount, actually, through the last 12 months. And um, I'm so blessed. I'm blessed to see you all today. Great to be back. I love to come to Maitland. We spent a lot of years here and uh, we love Maitland. It's been a wonderful home to us for many years and we have lots of great friends here as well. So anyway, good on you. I'm Steve. My wife is Helen. Helen didn't come today. We just got back from Vanuatu and uh, we were away for four weeks in total and uh, there's just this mountain of work because in, in uh, next week or so I'm back to the Philippines again so Helen's actually working through the weekend and uh, sends her apologies for not being here but next Sunday we we also have our 40th anniversary so we're not going to preach anywhere next Sunday. <laughs> I've been threatened <laughs> quite, quite strongly. <laughs> anyway, God bless you, great to see you. Great to be here. Just wanted to uh, pull up a couple of pictures because I know that in uh, about April you've got a team coming with Gary to go and have a really quiet, restful time in Vanuatu. When Gary takes a team to Vanuatu, they are there on a mission and they just go for it. And I just wanted to show you a little bit of what's been happening there. That's our school from a couple of years ago. There's about only about 210 kids there, but we've got 400 kids now. Just let's quickly whiz through. I'm trying to get out of the way. I'll get over here. Um, keep going. This is, this is one thing that Gary's been passionate about and uh, Real Care has been behind this in a marvellous way. Even just a couple of weeks ago, we received another, we sent another container received in Vanuatu. We do daily feeding program for all of the 400 kids at the school and uh, we just set up a brand new uh, feeding area, new kitchens, everything for that program. Um, we send building teams, 
Um, that's one of the buildings getting built down in our, one of our Tanner Island schools. Keep going. Uh, that's the almost completed new preschool, which is now completed in Port Vila. Teams are very important. Um, this is a, just a young Aussie guy teaching guitar chords. We have a lot of music over there. They're very musical, wonderful kids. Just keep going. Outreaches through our school. We have a stage and an amphitheatre area. And uh, we do a lot of outreach through our school and to the community round about. This group is called Christafari. They're an American group um, who come to Vanuatu once a year, stay at our school and uh, put on huge reggae, Christian reggae concerts in Vanuatu, which they love very much. Uh, we'll keep going. Uh, yeah, we also have um, medical clinics that go. Keep moving on. These are the homes. Who, uh, since the, this March, it'll be actually two years. March 13, this year will be two years since the massive cyclone. We've actually done 1,200 re-roofing of houses. We've built so far 210 new houses, like these little ones we're building here. And so it just keeps going on, it's still going. Uh, we've re-roofed the roofs on eight of the islands of Vanuatu. Let's keep shooting through. That's our water drilling rig. Um, they've had extensive drought in the Pacific and a lot of uh, villages there don't have water. So we now have our own drilling truck and we're heavily into drilling um, water wells for the communities there, people who finally got water for the first time. Just keep going. There, this is our outreaches. This was something else. This was September with Tim Hall in Port Vila. We put on the Miracle Crusades every year in Vanuatu. Um, over the five nights, we had 34,000 people come. Uh, Port Vila is a city of only about 48,000. So uh, it's having a massive impact. You can see the impact of the gospel. Um, Hillsong Newcastle came and did the music for us. Um, Johnny Newsom and the band from um, Macquarie Life came and did the, all the lead-up music in the lead-up crusades that we did. But uh, the miracle's uh, ongoing in Vanuatu. I can't walk down the streets in Port Vila without people stopping me and telling me what God did in their life or their husband's life or their child's life or uh, just the miracles that have just come out of these massive crusades. And the numbers of people who came to Christ last year, 14,000 people gave their lives to Christ. So not insignificant in a little nation like Vanuatu. Also this year we put on carols by candlelight um, and it's the first ever for Vanuatu. I never had carols by candlelight before and we underestimated everything. We only had 7,000 candles, we only had 7,000 gifts for the children who came and it turned out that 18,000 people came the largest gathering in the history of Vanuatu. Can you believe that? Praise the Lord. And um, uh, we had Peter Shirley with us. I don't know if you know Peter from Tasmania. Great ACC pastor, plays violin. And uh, Karen Durand from Newcastle. And a local mass choir. And it was simply outstanding, massive, incredible night, uh, which we were able to put on for the people of Port Vila. Now they want three nights next Christmas. <laughs> Uh, finding one night in, the, in uh, Christmas time in Port Vila when it's not raining is uh, tough enough, but finding three nights in a row, we'll see how we go. But anyway, so these have been incredible uh, city-changing, life-changing experiences for people. Uh, this was a 100% Christian carols. We didn't have a Santa. We didn't have reindeers. We did have some snow. We put on some snow machines, which really set the place <laughs> 
they liked that, especially when the fireworks went off and the snow was pouring out of the front of the, of the platform. But anyway, just a tremendous thing to do to bless that community. Uh, it's a wonderful place to work. When your team comes over to Vanuatu with Gary, they always come and do heaps. They do massive. They do uh, achieve so much in the time that they're there. And I, and I don't know that I'll get a chance to be back before your team goes, but thanks for it. Thank you in advance for it. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for the container loads of food which have been sent to Vanuatu to feed. Um, I can't tell you the numbers, but literally uh, through the last couple of years, over one million meals we've provided for people. And that's uh, absolutely reality of what we've been able to do. And a, a very big part of that from this end has been loading the shipping containers, sending them to Vanuatu and feeding people through the cyclone period and then the Pacific drought. And so we are so thankful. Uh, and Gary and Real Care has been the real driver of that here at this end and we're so thankful for that. I reckon give a great applause. <laughs> yep, terrific. Okay. I think that's the end of those pictures. Might, that's it. Okay, let's get to our message. Thanks very much. I can't remember the lady's name who's doing the overheads, but whoever you are, thank you. You're doing a good job. Righto. Let's, let's get rolling. I think we've got... Okay. I made up this slide for today. I used a, it's called Aurora Borealis or some name like that. And it's this incredible thing of the lights that... Uh, shine in the northern hemisphere through the winter season and uh, what it's a it's a natural phenomena but the phenomena of this is this reflective glory uh, and I used to I made this up like this just to keep reminding me that there's something naturally supernatural that can be reflected out of a believer's life and today um you know, it's January, we're thinking about 2017, we're looking at a year of growth and blessing, a year of challenge and a year where God Himself will walk among us and work with us. He's committed Himself to His church and to His people. He's committed us to be His temple that He lives in, that He's purchased, that belongs to Him, our body, His temple. He's committed Himself to be glorified through us. And uh, our God is a sovereign and a supernatural God and if it's him who's being reflected through us then it is absolutely fantastic and important to expect that naturally very out, in an outflowing way as sure as water runs down a river that God's glory and God's supernatural be, will be at work in us and among us and through us and I wanted to create a real expectation today uh, among us for the year ahead that we can very naturally and without thinking like events or, or, or God intervening from time to time or God coming to the rescue or anything like that, I want us to uh, build a platform of expectation that in a very natural way, God will be among us in supernatural ways. Uh, I'm very event-oriented. I live in that world where we put on events and we take ministries and we, we fulfill ministry in places and we plant churches and some of the things we're doing right now are the largest things we've ever done. But all of this is not like God coming to the rescue or God standing at attention suddenly. 
All of it begins in the most simple ways of just listening for what he is saying, listening for his voice, listening for him. It's very relational. It's very much like a life where the most important thing to us and the greatest discipline for all of us is to walk this incredibly naturally in the moment. See, see, it's a good thing to have set around our life various disciplines, the discipline to pray and the discipline in, in reading God's Word. It's good to have the disciplines there, but undergirding all of that, I think the greatest of all disciplines is to actually practice His presence in the moment, stopping for the one person listening for what God is saying. We can put up pictures of huge things that, that um, speak of, of incredible nation-changing things. But as we look through the Bible, we see Jesus so often, so much of the New Testament was Jesus stopping for a person. Some of the greatest miracles and the ones that get preached about and the gospel preaching that we do around the world goes back to one person on a road and Jesus met them and I think that the most beautiful disciplines of the Christian life and the thing that brings the supernatural of God through in the most natural ways is to walk in this discipline, the discipline of the moment that I am hosting and I am carrying the presence of God, He is in me. He is with me, He's for me, He is in me, He has filled me. My body is His temple and He lives in me. And so as we just quickly go through these verses together today on uh, the subject of naturally supernatural, I'd like us to endeavour to put this in, in some way to the moment by moment year which is ahead of us. We will see God do amazing things. But it won't be that God just uh, decides to do something here and something there. It'll be God actually at work through us and with us so naturally because of His presence with us. I'm thinking about a verse in the Old Testament that says, it's in Daniel 11 verse 32, it says, The people that do know their God shall be strong and shall do mighty exploits. And that order of things will always remain the same. It always works like that. It never works the other way. It always works this way. The people that do know their God shall be strong and shall do mighty exploits. Knowing, being, doing. Sometimes we think that the doing is what will bring about greater places with God and even bring us into greater relationship with God. We're trying to push it up from our end by our doing. But all of the doing, all of the supernatural, all of the sovereign, all of the greatness, all the good things, I always begin with the knowing. The people that do know their God, know His presence, know His Word, know Him through the Word, the God of the Word, the miraculous God, the faithful God shall be strong. Knowing, 
produces the being. Knowing Him produces the being. I see people who want to do and do and do, but they've never been to the being place. And that being place only comes from the knowing place. The people that do know their God shall be strong. And they shall do exploits. So remember this as we lay the foundation of this this morning. That this is a transformational process. Everything of reflecting a glorious and a sovereign and a supernatural God comes from somewhere. We are not the source of this. He is the source of this. He is the source of this supernatural living that can operate so naturally out of our lives. And I actually really think He wants it to be that way. Otherwise, we start to get our formulas and we start to get our recipes for success and all these things. And, and it's a lot of waffle, a lot of it, to be honest with you. You know, um, it's not like baking a cake. Life is not like getting the recipe right and it'll always work. My, I, I try and follow the recipe and they never work. Um, so I couldn't cook, I can't boil water without burning it. But anyway, that's that. <clears throat> Let's start with this verse. You'll know it well. We used to say it in the old Assemblies of God church in Mount Beauty in Victoria, where I was born. We had an old English pastor, and at the end of every service, with his, with his English accent, he would say, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Here we have a wonderful outline of our God in relationship with us. Firstly, Christ, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and of all of the things that we see that Jesus came and demonstrated and gave and outpoured and put into us is wrapped up in the grace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved, and that not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. Amen. Then it talks about the Father. The Bible says whoever knows God walks in love because God is love. And it talks about the Father's relationship to us, is a, the, the loving Father. We pray often, I often pray this way, my loving Father, His love towards us. But the Holy Spirit isn't left out of the picture. His part of Connecting to your life is communion, fellowship, koinonia, the word in Greek that was used here, the communion of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. There is a communion with the Holy Spirit, which tells us and reminds us that He came to us for relationship with us. And I believe that the most natural outflowing of God's supernatural presence in your life flows out of relationship, getting to know Him, walking with Him, Him walking with you, the Holy Spirit with you. Some things, though, don't just come automatically. It's not as though you'll be baptised in the Holy Spirit and suddenly everything's perfect. 
Not at all. Not at all. It doesn't come automatically with him. It comes from building relationship. Koinonia, or fellowship, or communion, is always a two-way relationship. It's not just he came to talk to you, or he came to do in you and for you. It is always in a two-way relationship. Relationship has to be two ways. Communion has to be both ways. It can't be just him towards us all the time. It has to also be us towards him. There's the creating of relationship, which is puts the ball in our court, that we wake up in the morning and we're so thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We're so aware of his presence when we lay our heads on, on the bed at night. At the Holy Spirit, you are with me. I thank you. I love you. Thank you for your presence with me. Thank you. You are leading me, guiding me, speaking to me. Thank you. You are working through me. 